Hello and welcome to another episode of We Were Ports. This evening we're joined by um, a fan favourite here at Shamrock Park, Mr Gary McCutcheon, Scottish striker. 188 appearances for the club, 103 goals over two spells. A championship winner in 2009, as well as a League Cup winner with the club. Welcome along, Gary. Thanks for joining us. No problem, Johnny. Pleased, pleased to be here. Yeah. Gary, like I said, thanks for joining us tonight. Really appreciate you giving your time up this evening to join us. Um, we're just going to have a wee chat, uh, as we normally do here in the programme, just about your time at Portadown and um, sort of how you ended up at your club, at the club, and, and your time at the club, Gary. If you want yes. to give us a wee bit of a, of a background to your to your early career in Scotland and, and how your football career progressed from a youth. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, basically, obviously, being from Stranraw, uh, there's, there's no much doing here in terms of football or prospects to get much places, to be honest. So, kind of played up in the for most of my kind of boys' club days. and was picked up by various clubs. I was at Rangers for spells, Manchester United and stuff like that. But I ended up choosing Kilmarnock, uh, probably because... Felt it was a better pathway into the first team, and to, and to be honest, it was closer to home, so I was a bit of home bird and didn't really want to move away. So uh, that, that's why I ended up at Kilmarnock, uh, probably full time when I was about sixteen, and had a good six seasons there. So I did before I, I, I moved elsewhere. Yeah. Now I have you here, Gary. You joined the club here at Portadown. You joined on loan, and um, you joined in November two thousand. And um, you came across, I think. In the same sort of a week, he joined with a, a fellow Scott, Jim Sherry. He joined on loan from Livingstone, I think, at the time as well. Do you want to give us a bit of, bit of a background for some of us that don't know how, how these things work? So how, yeah. how did the loan spell, how did you end up at Portadown? Does, does Ronnie McFall get in contact with someone with Kilmarnock and then they have a chat with you? Or, or what's the background to the move there, or your loan move anyway? Yeah, I mean... I remember, as you said, I think that, that that's right. Just after two thousand, I was kind of in and out of the Kilmarnock team. So I was, I was probably more on the bench than I was actually playing. So I was getting a wee bit frustrated and stuff. So as far as I'm led to believe, the assistant manager at Kilmarnock at the time was a, a boy called Jerry McCabe, who'd played with Glentorn a few years pre- prior. So he kind of had a few contacts in the Irish league and stuff like that. So. Uh, basically, I think he'd been in contact. Ronnie had contacted him to say he was on the lookout for a striker. So Jerry kind of saved me out with going and getting some regular game time, and that's how it came about. Because I'm not going to lie, I didn't have a great knowledge of the Irish league at that point, uh, other than it was just a chance to get first team football in a proper league. So that's why I took the I took the chance. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, did you have any knowledge of of the Irish league or any knowledge of? Of Portadown before you joined because obviously Portadown here were sort of you know when the nineties were famed for their for their Scottish strikers, you know, before you ever had, you know, there was Stevie Khan and, and Sandy Fraser with Trevor Smith and, and Neil Candlish, Tony Shepherd, you know, there was an influx of, of Scottish players here from Portadown in, in the nineties. Did were you aware of that background or anything about the club before you joined? No, I'm. I'm not going to lie, Johnny. I was. I wasn't much. I wasn't really much aware of much in terms of history-wise about the club. I, I quickly, once I got to the club, was was kind of put right in terms of the Scottish strikers had had down the years, and I knew Stevie Cowan and Sandy Fraser and the likes, Ian Ferguson, stuff like that. I yeah. knew of them, and but uh, I didn't really know that how well they were thought of in Northern Ireland, what they actually achieved until I actually was over there uh, and get, got to know more about the Canadian League. So, But it was just kind of getting in completely 
uh, out of the blue and uh, not knowing much about it at all, to be honest. Did you have to think much about the move? Because it's not as if you're moving to another club in Scotland, you know, and there's a lot of travelling involved, obviously. Obviously, if you're living in Stranraer, cuts that down a wee bit, but you're, you're still, you know, your Saturdays are, are tough probably from, from morning to night or spent on football with the travelling. Did you have to think about that or did that not really come into the equation? No, I mean, for most footballers, I suppose that's a massive thing, the travelling, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I used to hear... I used to hear people from Belfast moaning about travelling to Coleraine and stuff like that. Now I used to drive me insane, thinking that's nothing. Do you know what I mean? That's not even a quarter of my journey. But anyway, when you stay in Stranraer, I mean, even playing locally with the Stranraer here in the Scottish leagues, they they train in Glasgow. You're talking a two and a half hour drive just to get training mid, you know what I mean, twice a week and stuff like that. So it's just as easy for me to be honest, Johnny, just to jump in a jump in a boat, sit and comfort on a boat watching the TV rather than driving all over the country which I, I had to do in Scotland when I when I actually played here so rather than find rather than feel it as a as a chore I actually quite enjoyed that side of basically just the boat journey across and then as I said there was in, in the Irish League there's nothing more than really an hour for Belfast which as I said it is it, a fairly minimum drive for, my, for the likes of myself so it is um, Did you find it difficult I've sort of asked the likes of Stevie Khan and players, this of you're not training with the team during the week, um, and then you're coming in obviously then to play a match on a Saturday or, or a Tuesday night. Does that have any effect in any in any way? You know, you, you see on the pitch, players build up relationships, and you know a lot of lots worked out on, on the training field. Do, does that have any impact on? On players coming over from Scotland, that's that's travelling and not training on a weekly basis with the team. I I think it does absolutely does. I mean, it's certainly one thing that I always was was the one down thing about living in Scotland, playing in Ireland was the fact that you weren't training with the team regularly. I mean, that can only be a disadvantage. Let's be honest. I mean, uh, when they're working and stuff, and you're not there, it it, it was difficult. And I certainly feel I would have probably been able to give more had I been able to train. But I think. Being honest, I think it was it was accepted. I never felt when I was ever at Portadown or any other club I played for in Ireland that that was ever held against me by supporters or players because I think as long as you're doing the business in the park, supporters and players will accept you whether you're training, blah blah blah. But if you're not, if if I wasn't doing the business and they felt I was maybe who's this guy coming over to Scotland, no once a week, no training, and he's he's hopeless kind of thing. But I always felt I justified. My, position in most in, in the team and that's why it wasn't as big an issue as it, it might have been sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, I was doing a bit of research today like I said you joined in November 2000 you made your debut on the 17th of November it was in a 4-3 defeat away to I think probably it was Newry Town at the time it's now Newry yeah. City um, you scored in your debut I'm sort of one of these guilty. I, I associate your time at the club with the likes of of Kevin Braniff and, and players like that. I was looking back to the team that, that started that game on your debut. You had Tim Dalton, Andy Smith, Keith O'Hare, Raymond Byrne, Colin Feeney, Philip Major, Jim Sherry, Richard Clark, yourself, Vinny Arkins and Greg Davison sort of going through that team. Now, no poor down were sort of struggling at that at that time. Um, yeah. you know, they, they had put you know um they you know they were coming off the back of the real successful nineties and towards the end of the nineties they were, they sort of had a, a bit of a difficult time. But in that starting eleven, 
there there's eight league title winners in, in that in that starting eleven. You know that would either go on to win titles or had already won titles with the club. Um, do you have any memory of your of your debut, Gary, against Newry? I, I do. Yeah, I remember me and Jim. As I said, I, I do. I remember me and Jim were arriving at Portadown, and we we were put up in the, the squash club in Portadown. Yes. Uh, so we were, and we got lifted for there and kind of driven up. I think about half an hour's drive. That be roughly about right up to up to Newry, and I do remember it. Uh, remember it being quite quite volatile kind of game so day in terms of the abuse me and Jim were certainly getting for the crowd I think obviously being what well, debuts and uh, and being the papers and stuff like that that we, we were coming to make our well, debuts I remember it being quite a hostile game and I remember the reputation that the players like Big Vinny had and people like Brian Strain Philip Major Greg Davidson had and, but I think to be fair when I spoke to Ronnie about it they were all coming to the tail end of their career. So I think that's part of the reason why they were maybe in that position because these boys, had, their best days were behind them, although a couple of them did stay on, I think, to win the league the next year, believe it or not. But um, uh, certainly a, a rude awakening for me. I, I do remember the game quite quite well. Like I think Big Vinny scored a penalty as well. But uh, certainly a rude awakening to Irish League football, that's for sure. Was that... Um, I believe that match was maybe a Friday night, maybe. It was definitely yeah. a night match anyway. I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. Had you met Ronnie prior to that? You know, had you arrived on the Friday morning into, yeah. into Portadown? I had, and I'd met Ronnie. I think I'd met him in the town centre. He took me for a Ulster Fry somewhere in the middle of the town. I can't just remember, but I think that was it. Because I didn't know the boy. Jim Sherry that came also from Livingston he I didn't know him other than playing against him so I didn't actually meet him either until we met at the kind of squash club so we didn't so uh, no I met Ronnie that morning he kind of gave me a kind of quick tour of the ground and blah 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 and just kind of detail what he was kind of looking for me and then it was it was off to Nuri for the for the first game you would end that season yeah you would make 28 appearances score 16 goals which was a brilliant return um, there was a hot trick against Newry there, I think, at Shamrock Park and amongst that as well. What were, you know, after a few games in and towards the end of the season, what, what was your impressions of the, the, the club and the league in general? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, I've got to say. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I mean, we, there's no doubt about it. We were struggling uh, as a squad as a whole, as I said. The experienced players were maybe coming to the end. Like, say, young Andy Smith, Keith Ahara were, were young boys. Uh, Richie Clark was quite young, similar to myself. I think similar ages to myself. Do you know what I mean? So we're kind of. I think the team was at a kind of crossroads in terms of, you know, having the right balance between youth and experience. So it was a, it, it was a struggle. But in terms of actual football, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I did, and as I said, I enjoyed playing week in week out. Playing with Vinny was, was was excellent. I know he's a massive legend over there in Portadown, and he, he was a he was a great guy to play with. So he was, and as good a player as I've played with, uh, certainly in the air, as good a player as I've, I've, I've played with, I've got to admit, you know, I could gamble on his knockdowns when I, I used to be able to run back in the day, but uh, he, it was, and Richie Clark actually recommended Richie Clark to a few people over in Scotland, because I'd seen him and I, I thought he was I thought he was good enough to come across the water, but I still believe he probably should at some point. Yeah, I remember Richard, I remember being linked heavily with Aberdeen at a stage, um, but Obviously, nothing, nothing. Um, you know, he, he stayed. He played out his whole 
whole career here. Um, what was your first impressions of, of Ronnie? Well, what do you, I think my first impressions and my last impressions are more, more or less the same. What you see, what you see with Ronnie is what you get. Do you know what I mean? I think that's that's the one thing. I'll, I think what, what I found was a very passionate man. Was You could you could tell from an early stage. I could tell for the first time I spoke to him how much he loved the game, how much he loved the club and how much he put into it. Do you know what I mean? It was... He was so passionate about it, and he he made you want to play for him. And I would say that was Ronnie's big strength. Do you know what I mean? I would say quite early on I realised he, he wasn't that bored. He wasn't interested in being the coach, coach, coaching you to do this and that. He was Ronnie's big plus points were or his positives were that he was he could his eye for a player. I think that's been seen down the year. Great eye for a player, you know, and moulding them into into good teams. You know what I mean? But he certainly had that passion that made you want to play for him. So he did, and I don't think he ever lost that, even in the late, the latter years when things didn't quite go right. I think he still had that passion to, to do well, and that's why he why ultimately he stayed there for so long. You spoke there about um, Vinny and Richard Clark. They were obviously two players that stood out to you in your first loan spell at the club. Was there, was there any other players, you know, were you surprised at the standard? I wasn't overly surprised. I'd kind of been told, as I say, by a few boys, I, I spoke to a couple of boys that played what I knew. I knew Irish teams for coming over to play Stranraer and pre-season friendlies when I was a, a boy and coming to watch. So I knew I knew the standard would be good, as I say, that it wasn't probably quite the standard, obviously, of the Premier League in Scotland being full-time and stuff like that, but the standard was was really high. As I say, I'm probably a wee bit arrogant coming for full-time set-up, thinking that I'm going to come over here and you know what I mean, coast it, you know what I mean, that, that quickly got knocked out, I mean, I realised every week, no matter who you were playing, was a really, really difficult game, uh, no matter who you were playing, and uh, as I said, I always, and I still to this day, I'll tell people, you know what I mean, the Irish League's is one of the hardest leagues you can ever play in, it's, there's no easy game, so there's not. Um, you would obviously then go back to, to or your loan spell would end here, you were a big fan favourite during your, your your loan spell here. Was there ever any discussions about making the move permanent at that stage? There, there was, there was. Uh, Ronnie was, Ronnie was obviously quite keen. He was, I think he'd obviously get a few in the pipeline ready because obviously they won the league the next year. But he, I mean, I knew Gary Hamilton was coming in. I think they were bringing another boy in from Newry, Gary McPhee. Is that, is that Gary, Gary McPhee came. This on a loan spell the season after we won the league. Right, um, okay. That season that you're referring to, Gary, Gary Hamilton came in, Dean Fitzgerald came in from, from yeah. Uri as well, was a, was a right. midfielder. Peter McCann came in from Blackburn. Yeah, but Gary yeah. McPhee was, was the following season. You're right. No, well, I just knew, obviously, I think it's it's well known, Ronnie, Ronnie used his budget on his starting 11. 1 to 14, if you like, but there wasn't much room for, for much more after that. So I think he had to be wary. I was coming for full time football, do you know what I mean? So it would have took a but it was certainly, we certainly discussed it. And in hindsight, you look back and you think that might have been a, a good option, do you know what I mean? But uh, I, I, I think deep down, I wanted to come back to Kilmarnock to, to try again to have another year. And to be fair, the, the year I did come back, I did get back in the Kilmarnock team for, for a good bit of the season, and it was only really when. The manager moved on and the manager changed that I realised my time was up there, do you know what I mean? So, uh, who knows? You know, it might have been, but it wasn't to be and uh, we just need to move on. You would then return to the Irish League then in 2005. Am I 
correct in saying, and you would yep. say for Lauren. Um, yes. Just remember at the time Portadown supporters were were a bit shocked. We always thought you would end up back here at some stage, but we're surprised then that you ended up at Lauren. At that stage, were Portadown involved again, or was it just a sole Lauren? Were, were the team in for you? No, I mean, I'd kind of come out of full-time football decided that I was going to do the part-time route. I know I wanted to full-time. I had a few full-time offers in Scotland and stuff, but it, I just decided I was I needed a change. I needed something different. And then uh, I got a contact for a few clubs. So I spoke to Portadown. I uh, also spoke to Paul White, Paul Kirk at Distillery. Uh, and there was somebody at Glenton. I can't just remember now. It been a long time ago. But uh, it was boy for Lauren that a boy called Sean McVeigh who was on on the board you no know, was phoning me every kind of second day and I'm not gonna lie, Johnny, the, the, the deal that they offered me was it it was like take I was really taken aback by the deal that they offered me just for one season and I thought just kinda of, kinda of set, set genius I was in I thought I'll just give it a go and see what happens. Do you know what I mean? I thought at the end of the day if I sign for a season and do well, other avenues will open up as they did. And that's why I just decided to take the chance on them. Do you know what I mean? And and to be fair Enjoyed it. Had a good year there. Do you know what I mean? It was again we one of the best sides, but uh, it was an enjoyable year and certainly one that I look back on fondly. I must admit. Was Neil Candlish at Lauren at that stage when you signed for them, or had he moved on by that stage? I think I think he'd moved on. It was Kenny Shields was was the manager, and Chris Lindsay was there, and Mark Dixon and. Couple of other lads. I mean, we had a few good. We actually, I think we ended up finishing about nine for something. I can't just remember, but it was a sixteen-team league then. But we were kind of fighting relegation most of the year. But we had enough good players to get out of it. And as I say, it was. I, still, I, I really enjoyed it. So I did really enjoyed it. You would then make your way back to Shamrock Park. Yeah, you would sign here in two thousand and seven. Um, do you want to we chat how how that move came about? Yeah. I think it was 2006, I think, Johnny. I think it was, was it 2006. Yeah, I think I was a year long, five, five, six, and then I went to Portadown, six, 2006 summer. So I did. No, I, I remember I'd obviously been doing pretty well for long throughout that season, and I remember running about Christmas time. Uh, I had a few phone calls for, for people wondering what I was planning doing. Obviously, I was, I'd only signed a year at long, so I was out of contract in the summer. So I had a few clubs. Portadown was one of them, Glentorm was another that were, uh, I think it was Paul Miller might have been manager there at that time or certainly, I can't even just remember but he was going to be manager or something like that so a few contacts with a few of them but uh, once Ronnie had kind of contacted me say he was interested he kind of made me aware that Vinny was, I think Vinny might even have retired halfway yeah, through that Vinny, season Yeah, Vinny had left by, by that stage I'm just looking, it was sort of a it was sort of the beginning of the, the breakup, I suppose, of the of the team that had won the title in 02. You know, Vinny had moved on, and Gary Hamilton had moved on Aye. as well. Kyle Neal yeah. had moved that summer as well. It's just sort of looking. You came in with Alan Smart saying Aye. that season. Um, Peter Aye. Kennedy, I think, maybe come in. Right. Peter right. Kennedy come in that season as well. Boy Hunter um, also came in and, and played a few games as well. And Kevin Pressman obviously came in that, that season too. Mm -hmm. um, so you know there was it was there was a, a big rebuild in in the summer. Um, how did you find you know Alan Smart then was obviously your your strike partner that season. Yeah, um, Alan was obviously well known. You know he played Premier League football in England with Watford, uh, fellow Scott as well I believe. Um, 
how did, how did yeah. you find your partnership with Alan? Re- really good, really good. I must admit, uh, I didn't know, I knew of Alan, but I didn't know him. Uh, uh, but quickly, once I got to know him, I kind of did a bit of travelling with him, actually, on the European trip to Kaunas, I, I roomed with him and stuff like that. So I got to know him quite well early on, and we, we clicked well, really well. And as I said, certainly the, I remember the first half of that season, I think probably around about Christmas time or just after Christmas, we were top We were top of the league. I remember we went to the Oval, beat Clinton 3-2 when they were flying. I think we beat Crusaders in between New Year and Christmas and then we, we drew with Cliftonville, drew with Linfield and we were top in the league and kind of had a good chance we thought of going all the way and then Kevin, Kevin Braniff came in, know that I'm blaming Kevin for that, but <laughs> kind of all, all the things slightly so it did. I mean, Kevin was that good a player that you couldn't know play him because he was, well, that, you you know you know that more than me, you know what I mean? He was so good a player that he had to play, but when he came in, it's kind of changed the dynamic of me and, me and Alan. I mean, I was scoring a lot of goals, kind of just play, playing off at Alan, and Kevin came in and Ronnie Alsey had to find a place for him in the team because he was so good. And it kind of meant... I kept my place, but kind of Alan seemed to kind of fade away. I don't know, and him and Ronnie had seemed to have a few, a few fallouts and a few words exchange. And he kind of, I think even by the end of the season, Smarty wasn't even. I think he was gone by the end of the season. I think yeah, was, I think. Yeah, I think you're right there. You know, I think you know, I think you and and Alan made your well, you made your re debut. I think it was up at the Lima Valley the first game of the season. I think it yep. used to be when they started off with the with the League Cup. Um, mm-hmm. No, you're right, Alan, and you had a great partnership. Funny enough, um, we were watching, we were watching some footage today. A few of us just looking back at things for for this interview, yep. and we'll watch back the highlights of that game at the Oval. I think it was it Alan Smart? You had scored a fantastic goal, um, mm-hmm. so we had sort of a sort of a side foot turn volley just inside the box, and then um, yeah. Alan Smart scored a header sort of at the last last minute or two, and we were yep. watching those back. Back today, um, but no, you know, from what I can remember, you know, had a great partnership. And I think when Kevin came in, it did take a wee bit of time for maybe Kevin to settle or to find his natural position. I think I remember Ronnie came like right, he would have played in centre midfield. He didn't. It took yeah. him a while to find Kevin's natural position at the time whenever he came in. Aye, I mean, when he, when when Kevin came in, we could all see how good a player he was instantly. You know what I mean? But as I said, me and Arm were doing really well at that time, and I said we were at the top of the league. And uh, when Kevin came in, it just kind of seemed to upset that dyn- dynamic a wee bit. Not that I'm blaming, nothing to do with Kevin. Why we never won the league? The reason, the reason we fell out of the kind of contention was probably the same thing that's happened many year was just squad depth, and then yeah. we just didn't have enough. One to fourteen, we were as good as anybody, but for by that we were. We weren't. We we weren't. We all due respect to some of the other boys. To be fair, yeah. Interesting. When you have a small squad and it's hard to sustain that, you know, throughout the campaign, like you say, you can have the best thirteen to fourteen in the league, but once suspensions and injuries hit, you know, then that can have an impact. On, you know, as you towards the latter end of of the season. Yeah. Another sort of memorable game we were watching back as well was the the Irish Cup tie here against um Glentoran. It was real wet and muddy. I think it was a replay on Tuesday or, or, or Wednesday night. I think Alan Smart scored that famous stuck in the mud goal. Back in school, yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, you played you play that game, Gary? Yeah, I played. Yeah. I came off. I think I'm right in saying, I mean, if I remember the play, it was just a, the pitch was, wasn't even, it was just mud, wasn't it? Oh, ah, yeah, it was literally just a mud bath. I think, I, I remember, actually, to this day, I remember 
start extra time. I think it was Gary Hamilton saying he was playing mainly Glens obviously that night. Yeah. He turned around to me, said I have I think it was just at the start of extra time. He's looking at the pitch and saying, We man, this pitch is no for players like me and you, he says. And no but and obviously says, guys are completely I know where you're coming from because by then my legs were gone. I mean <laughs> my 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 wee one foot legs were absolutely burst. I think I lasted about twenty minutes in extra time and then I had to call it a day. I don't think I had the energy to even take a penalty, never mind step uh, because we'd watched the penalties back here, Gary, Calvin Pressman saved his, and then I think it was um, Henry McStay, I think, scored no, I the, the, the winning penalty. What yeah, was your, yeah. you know, you were saying, you know, we challenged for the title last season, but ultimately fell away towards the latter stages. What was, you know, there's, you know, I'd ran through some of the players that had come in. That's, you know, Peter Kennedy that had been at, at Watford and, and played Premier League football. Um, also, you know, the likes of Mickey Collins, was was still at the at the club as well, and and John Convery and and players like that. What what was your thoughts on on that squad, and was there players that stood out for you within it? Well, definitely players that stood out. I mean, as I said, I would argue that season one to eleven with the big big pressman and goals was absolutely outstanding. Goalkeeper one probably the best I ever played with, and I played with some good ones. So I Gordon Marshall and stuff like that over here in Scotland, but pressman was. Just had had an aura about him. Just just had it. Just something about him. He, was, he wasn't he. He wasn't loud. He wasn't a shouter. But he just had a presence and something about him that you knew he'd played at the level he had. You know what I mean? He was actually a really down to earth good guy as well. You know what I mean? We, I remember we were doing in Dublin for the Tanta Cup and we had a few drinks after the end of the games. Now he was just just a generally nice guy. And I think uh, he he was a massive asset that year. So he was. But no, when Keith O'Hara was obviously. Really good player by then, you know what I mean? You'll not get a better left back than Keith by that boy. Big John was as good as centre back as I was in the league. And I think Henry McStay that year came out of nowhere, just suddenly appeared. And I remember thinking, you know, Henry turned into a right good player. And I, I might be wrong, Johnny, but you probably be able to, did he not get a move to full time football from that season or certainly near then? He, he, he did. I, I could be wrong on this. Royal Antwerp rings a bell with me. I don't know mm. why that is. Now, he did return. Did he come back? It was maybe the season after you left. Then he Ronnie re-signed him in the summer, but yes, he didn't. He was only here maybe for a month or two. Um, Ronnie was playing him centre midfield when he came back. You know, right. and it, the move just right. didn't work out. I believe Henry now is the physio at Leeds United, and um, one of their head physios. Ah, right, right. He's, physios he's, there, right? He turned out to be a really good player. So yeah. You look at that squad, you know, it's easy sometimes to dismiss, but you know, some of them names, like loads of players there have played top-level football, you know, in England and Scotland, such as, you know, yourself, Alan Smart, Peter Kennedy, Wesley Boyle was another one who'd, who'd been Wesley at Boyle Leeds, you know, John, um, John Convery obviously had, had been at Celtic, you know, in his in his youth as well, you know, it was just it was just packed with, with, with great players and probably yeah. when you look at where the club is currently, you know, Probably sides and squads like that you, you didn't appreciate at the time, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's it's just you know just one of those those things. And um, just going through some of my notes here, then. Um, I'm going to move on, sort of skip a wee bit. Um, yeah. The you know the, the the following season, I think we would we would finish fifth, but ultimately at the, the end of that season came the the massive bombshell that the club um, were. To, to be demoted down to, to the championship um, and yeah. up off the field. Matters, you know, they were rejigging the leagues at the time and doing new formats and due to, to late paperwork and um, boarded down 
didn't get accepted into the Premier League and had to drop down. It was a, a massive story, a real bombshell for yeah. the club. Um, do you remember how, how you found out the news and how you reacted to it? I, I mean, obviously because I was, be- I mean, I, I'm led to believe, but I'm right in saying I think the players obviously based over there were, were brought into the club one night and basically told about the situation, about blah, 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 this was happening. Well, basically they, they were moved down a league and basically nobody was leaving, you know what I mean, unless Ronnie wanted them to leave kind of yeah. thing, basically, that, that was that was the stance. I mean, I, I think I found out about it through a third party, I think it might even have been a, a, a newspaper that phoned me to kind of inform me about it, I, I mean, I was completely in the dark, do you know what I mean, because you, 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 you sort of wonder what, what's the future here, you know what I mean, can they sustain the wage bill and stuff like that in, in the league below, because... Well, some of the players, as we've just said, some of the players we're talking about here, Kevin, Wesley Boyles, Richie Clark, John Convery, Kiefer Harris, do you know what I mean? These guys earn good good money, do you know what I mean? And it was, it was, it was always a worrying time, I think, for us all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, you know, for Portadown to be in a, in a lower league at that, at that time was, you know, unthinkable. Portadown were, you know, one of the powerhouses here in, in the Irish League and were always there thereabouts, you know. Um, did you have to think about things from a, a football point of view, or were you just happy enough to to go with it, so to speak? Hi, I mean, I'm, I, I was happy at the club. I mean, I'm not going to lie, because I always felt we were always a couple of players away from challenging for the Irish League. Never mind the championship. Do you know what I mean? So I was, mm-hmm. I was happy at the club at the time, and never. But like, I think every player, and I think most. If not everybody would would admit that when when the, when that happened and the you know you were going doing your championship because I, I I seen myself as a as a good player a player a Premiership player who who belonged in the top level do you know what I mean it was I thought all right uh, what's going to happen do, do, I, do I want to stay do, is the club what for first and foremost is the club in a position to keep a hold of us do you know what I mean and then but obviously Ronnie quickly got on the phone to say look everybody's staying can nobody's getting released in because my worry was if I stay then tomorrow, Branos away, Keith's away, Glossy's nice. away, do you know what I mean? And I'm going to be, do you know what I mean? So, but quickly kind of realised everybody's staying in it. To be fair to the club, I mean, to be, to be fair to Ronnie and the club, they actually probably, I think Tim Mouncey came in and Andy Hunter came in, Ryan McCluskey came in, yeah. the two boys for Derby come in. Mm-hmm. So the squad was actually probably stronger getting into championship season than it was in, in the previous premiership season, which is, I suppose, testament to the club that they were just desperate to, right, we've made a mistake here, but we're going to come back up. Do you know what I mean? What was the mentality within the, you know, the playing staff at the club? Was there a bit of annoyance? Was there frustration? Or was there that um, attitude of, you know, just, just knuckle down and, and just get out of this league? Probably a bit of everything. To be honest, I mean, there was a certain, I mean, there has to be, do you know what I mean? When you're up there and you want to, I mean, challenging for, you're hopefully getting challenged for leagues and stuff, to be suddenly demoted into the sec or championship as it was. And we're hearing going to places that I'd certainly never heard of. And I'm here, I was also hearing that there wouldn't be linesmen at some of the games and stuff like that. And you're, you're sitting thinking, Jesus Christ, can what, what are we going to hear? Do you know what I mean? But uh, there was there's certainly a drive in the team to say, right, we're not going to be doing here for long, do you know what I mean? But, uh, it was, it was, it was, I don't even, I, the season before, I'd get a bad injury at Cliftonville in the Irish Cup when we get put out uh, the season before. So I was coming back to feel like a dislocated knee. So I, I was probably trying to concentrate on my own personal fitness, just get myself back up to speed before I put 
and then for that kind of news, it was, it was kind of double edged for me. Kind of, it was a double shock. Do you know what I mean? And I had a few, few. I suppose I can say now, a few calls, Glentorn, Linfield, and stuff. You know, on the phone asking what, what's the situation? What do you think? Because I think, um, is it Brian McLaughlin fought me for Linfield? I think Peter Thompson had left them that year to go to Stockport, and they were keen to find a replacement for him. So there certainly was opportunities to move, but as I said, once everybody kind of committed to staying, I. I it's not it's not my nature to, to rock the boat. I was happy to pour it down. I wanted to help the team get back into the Premiership, which fortunately we did. Yeah, you were sort of saying there about no linesman. I think everybody got their, their eyes open that season, you know, from going here to packed houses against Glentorn and Linfield and stuff. I remember I think we played Armagh City the first game of the of the season up at Armagh. I think we won seven 0 And then mm-hmm. maybe played was at Palmbridge Town here and like you say, there was no linesmen. I remember Shamar Park's absolutely rammed. Yeah. And had the, the, the stand over at the far side here was filled to capacity and had to, mm-hmm. to move um, the fans over then to the to the stand behind the net. So, you know, there's that, yeah. there was that novelty factor. You know, that season, you were going to places, you know, some of the places, I remember going in some of the cup competitions, was literally a fence around the pitch if you were lucky. You know, it was a real a real eye-opener. But, you know, from a, I suppose from a supporter's point of view you know it was an enjoyable season to to get to the grounds that you, you hadn't been before it was a bit of a, a tour of the, of the Irish League and but we didn't get it all our own way I remember having plenty of sticky patches along the way I remember defeats against Coke and and different teams like like that and um, you know there was there was a few sticky patches during that season I I remember you're right I mean the the, fun, the, the fans were were amazing I mean the they really rallied around the club, you know what I mean? And the, the following at home and away was, was unbelievable. The crowds were taken to these these places. So I think that was part of the novelty out and the fans' enjoyment. But I did remember, I think we beat, Bam, you're right, was it Armour 7, the first game? I think it was Banbridge that night. You're talking about the second game. I think it was yeah. it 6 or something. I think we scored mm-hmm. something like 13 goals in our first two games. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think there was probably a wee bit of overconfidence for the boys, a wee bit of a... Do you know what this is? This is this is just how it's going to be every week. Do you know what I mean? And we did. We we put in, I think the lock all beat us home and away. I think Balnamala yes, came and yeah. beat us. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Coke away. We were beat. I think we lost about five games in the first half half of the season. But I think you, I think remember right the way we finished the season. I think we just steamrolled everybody. I think apart from I remember Kevin scoring late on against us. Um, at home, I think yes, yeah. and could not score. And I think Kevin scored with one of the last kicks of the ball. But apart from that, I think, I think we scored about 90, 90 goals that season or something. But uh, it certainly wasn't as easy as probably some of us thought it was going to be. No, certainly not. I would imagine that, that you probably had your finest moment in a pour down shirt. Um, that season, we would go on a, a, an unbelievable run in the, in the League Cup, beating, um, I think we beat. Linfield over two legs, beating Glen Torn in the in the, the semi final, and obviously you would score the winner in the final against Newry City uh, at Mournview. What are your memories yep. of, of that League Cup campaign and, and that that day at Mournview to, to win the trophy? I mean, I think that was one of the big. Ronnie was massive on that. I mean, the league the league was the league was the league, but I think Ronnie wanted to to show the country everybody that. Portadown were, were a Premiership team all in but what league they were playing do you know what I mean and he tried to kind of really force that into the players do you know what I mean that, that would report like, that's an opportunity for us to to show everybody that we're still a, a top team do you know what I mean one of the best teams in the country and the way they draw as you say it was it Linfield home and away then Cliftonville home and away Glentorn yes. 
then, well, you would argue Nuri was probably the easiest or the weakest side we played in the, in the whole run, although they, they, they gave us a right good game in the final, to be fair to them. So, no, it was, it was, it was a gaff. I think we all knew we were capable of playing at that level. Do you know what I mean? And I think we all were confident we could we could do do the business. And I do think the cup run sort of helped the league form because we kind of get caught up in this cup run and it kind of took us forward. And I think the league form picked up on the back of the cup run, and that's why we ended up because, as I said, well, we get, we got a really poor start in the league and we, we, we were struggling at one point. Donny Celtic, I think, it kind of got clearos. Mm-hmm. But we managed, I think, on the back of the cup run, really just kind of galvanised the whole kind of squad, and that's why we finished so strong and deservedly. Deservedly won both. Could you know what I mean? Um, obviously, it would, the, the title would go down to the to the last day of the season. Um, ironically enough, it was between us and Donegal Celtic, and that's who we played away the last last game of the season. We would get on the, the score sheet that day. We would we would win and and then secure the title. I'm sure it was a massive massive relief. Um, for the players, because obviously all the pressure was was on Portadown out that day. You know, nothing got Celtic didn't really have much to lose because nobody expected them, you know, to, to be even there thereabouts come the end of the season with, with a club the size of of Portadown within the league. I'm sure you yeah. you were a happy man that afternoon. Oh, I yeah. I mean, no, I think you're right. Uh, we were. I mean, the press. That, that's the thing. We, I think you quickly realise when you're putting every game for every other team in that league was. When every time we played them, that was their, the biggest game of the season, probably the biggest game of some of our careers, probably some of the boys, do you know what I mean, were playing. So that's why they were desperate to beat us, desperate to be team to beat us, and name name more so on that, that day against Donegal Celtic. I mean, I can I remember the game, the crowd we took that day, I think we completely sold out that section up in the kind of bankment, I think, uh, and just roared us on. I think we got an early goal, which helps. I think it was Ryan McCluskey's cross one in it's kind of took a deflection or something went in I, I can't remember uh, and then obviously I scored late on just to kind of settle it but it was just relief I think that day I don't think we played overly much probably like the cup final the league cup final I didn't think we played particularly well that day I thought we played better to get there but cup finals are about winning and that day Donegal Celtic team was just to be getting the result done and getting back up road the thing I remember most probably about the very last game against Donegal is you'd expect probably uh, the League Cup final celebrations were very short because you had a game on the Tuesday night. Do you know what I mean? You couldn't even celebrate it because Ronnie was very much right. That's great, but I expect just to do that. Do you know what I mean? Let's move on. I think it was kind of Cardiff Rangers coming on the Tuesday night or something. you know what I mean? I remember even after the final whistle at Donegal Celtic that day, the relief, it was different to celebrating a win in the league. It was more like a relief and more of a case of, well, look at the squad of players here. Of course we should be winning this league. you know what I mean? Let's move on to next year now kind of thing. Kind of strange situation. Yeah, because you know, it would obviously it would have put a massive pressure on the club if they hadn't got up at the first time of asking. You know, it, it's one thing to, to keep hold of the, the quality that they had for one season, um, you know, but if, if they hadn't got up that season, then obviously probably cuts would have had to be been made, and the, you know, there would have been the you know team would have had been broke up. So, um, you know, I think I remember being a scorching Saturday as well. I remember the sun was splitting the trees. It was, it was a, a good then relief all around. Um, that summer then there'd be sort of you know a few comments and goings. Um, obviously Neil Taggart would be a striker that would come in then that that summer. Um, from a supporter's point of view, with the opening matches, it looked like Ronnie had signed Neil as a, as a replacement for for yourself. Nearly, I remember supporters. You know, you were a big fan favourite here at Shamrock. I remember supporters being 
being annoyed. I remember even the things you were not the number nine, and suddenly um, Neil Haggard was was made the the number nine then. Um, and but you know you were started the season on the subs bench. What was your feelings about that? And did you have words with Ronnie about it? Did you ever you know consider your future at the club at that stage? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to in that situation, but. Might you maybe unknown to you? This might be news to a few people. I kind of had this this kind of scenario a few times with Ronnie. And as I said, remember the back way back in the first season when it's me and Smarty brought Kevin in, which proved to be the one of his great decisions because Kevin's one of the best I played with. I think the second season he brought Andy Smith in and a, a boy. I don't know if you remember Amy could could do. Amy could do. Just funny enough, when you were talking about going out to Cliftonville in the Irish Cup. He suddenly bounced into the name. I think he got sent off. He did, yeah. yeah, yeah. He got sent off that day. So, but I, I, for some reason, I, throughout the time I was at Portadown, I always got that feeling that for some reason Ronnie always looked as if he was wanting somebody else instead of myself. It was always as if every year I had to get out and prove myself by doing the striker that he brought in. Do you know what I mean? And maybe not the year in the championship because it was just me and Kevin, but certainly every other year. Do you know what I mean? And um that year when Neil Taggart came in, I mean, with all due respect, he was a nice, a, a, a really decent guy and good, good person who enjoyed his company. But in terms of when I'm watching him playing in front of me, and it was, it's one of them. I, I knew I would it just bide his time. I knew he would quickly find out and I quickly would get back in the team. But it was, it, it was, it was hard to take because it was. I think Ronnie was. He brought him in, just big one of his big summer signings that year, along with probably Don Kelly, if I remember right. And I think he Ronnie was desperate for him to, to do well. So he probably gave him a wee bit longer than, than he probably should have, because I think after one or two games, most of us had him kind of worked out, you know what I mean? So it was, it was difficult, but I knew my time would come. And I waited and waited. I mean, we got off to a horrendous start in the league, I think, that year. But mm. we eventually got back, and I think we managed to get in the top six at the end, which was a good return coming back in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Neil maybe. I think he only maybe scored the, the the one goal maybe, and I think it was a dubious goal because I think probably it was an own goal to be honest. Um, no, you're right. <laughs> um, but it, it must have heartened you because you know I remember you know at that time you know you were a big fan favourite here and you know fans sort of rallied around you. They wanted to see you up you know with with Kevin up front and and ultimately Ronnie sort of had to had to go back on himself a wee bit and bring you back in. Yep, he had to. I mean, as, as I said, it was just for me. It was just a case of all right. In fact, that you know, you'll know Ronnie as well as I do. He's a stubborn man. I mean, once he makes a decision, he, he was hell bent. He was going to give it a try and hope that it would work out for him. But I always knew it was no going in. As I said, I always I became really good friends with, with Kevin at Braniff when I was there, and he'd be looking at me said to say, "Jesus Christ, can how, how many more times can he give, give this boy another shot?" You know what I mean? But it eventually worked itself out and. And Neil just whatever. Well, it never wasn't a fit for him at Portadown. I don't think it was a fit for him anywhere after that. To be honest, never heard of him after it. To be fair, but uh, uh, it worked itself out in the end. And as I said, I got back in certainly for that season and uh, managed to play the majority after the kind of knock. Mm-hmm. We're speaking about Kevin. You know, we had done one of these with Kevin about about a year ago, maybe not quite a year ago. And he, you know, uh, we were talking about his strike partners at Portadown. And, I think he mentioned you were one of his one of the best drag partners he played with here at Portadown. He's had a, a really great relationship up front, you know. Um, where does he rate 
with with strike partners that you've had throughout your career, Gary? I mean, he, he's up there with pro- probably the best, or certainly one of the best. I mean, I always played with boys like Ali McCoy and stuff like that when I was younger and stuff like that. But it's slightly different in terms of your Kevin and me played up together together for for a good few years. So we had a great partnership. You know what I mean? Probably. Neither of us would probably class ourselves as goals, natural goal scorers, i.e. penalty box poachers. Do you know what I mean? Both of us liked to link play, and he was Kevin and me were on the same wavelength. I think we uh, we we back ourselves against anybody. Do you know what I mean? I would great trust in him. He, he was he scored some unbelievable goals, Kevin. You know what I mean? He could score a, a goal at nothing, and I could always know that if I could not, I knocked a ball into him. His touch was that good that, that he'd be able to control it, he'd be able to find me with the pass, and if I moved, he'd be able to find me. And vice versa, I think there was that kind of understanding and that kind of um, relationship we had was, was was great, and I really enjoyed playing. With him. I was really when I left, when I eventually left, that was probably the saddest thing about me leaving was that I wouldn't get to play with him anymore because we had, we, we built up such a good relationship. That season, um, you know, as you say, we had a, we had a, a poor start to the season. Suppose it was that readjustment to, to life back in the in the top flight. Um, you know, we struggled a bit. I think we were beat the Crusaders on the on the opening day. I remember Glen Torn winning here as well, and and things like that. But we did we did get into the to the the top six. That you know, when you look at it, it was a it was a great achievement for you know for being out of the league for for a season. Yeah. Um, but also then reached the Irish Cup final. That season, two thousand and ten, yeah. but I remember you suffered an injury um, mm-hmm. in the run up to the Irish Cup final. I remember you here in the last game of the season we played Linfield. Here was a dead rubber, really. Um, yeah. I remember you starting that game in the hope that, with a view to seeing if you would be fit to to start the Irish Cup final, if you, if you came off maybe during the first half, it was obvious you you weren't going to going to make it. That must have been mm-hmm. a massive disappointment, guy. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was like my fifth year in the Irish League at that point, and I would say it's the one disappointment playing some good good teams that I played in that hadn't probably got to enough cup finals, got to challenge for leagues. You know what I mean? Given the type, type, type of player I felt I was and the teams I played in, so that was obviously a, a good opportunity. You know what I mean? Big. I think it was my ham, it was my left hamstring. I think it went like in the first half against Balamina in the semi final. So, but at that point. Still four weeks before the final, I thought I'll be okay here. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll nurse it for two or three weeks. I think is it the week before the Linfield game we were away to Glentorn and I, I went out and did a bit of running and stuff and I felt okay. You know what I mean? And actually, Ronnie phoned me during the week of the Linfield, the league game before the cup final to say, "Can I'd like you to to play to try and can show that you're you're fit." And I, I didn't want to play. I've got to admit, I felt I would have benefited from no playing and having another week. And I felt. If I'd got another week, I, I, would, I might have had a good chance of being fit, you know what I mean? But he wanted me to play, that was his decision, he was a manager. And it just <laughs> happened to be, there was a cross came in, I think Ali Taggart swung a cross in, and just a natural reaction, I went to get up with my left foot to control it, probably about five, I think it was five, ten minutes into the game, and knew straight away I could feel it, and that, that, that was it. And as I said, it was gotten, gotten that... Uh, to finish that way because ultimately that's how it ended up do you know what I mean never got to play in the cup final we lost narrowly in the cup final at the end of the day and that as I say the, the rest is history yeah that, that would ultimately be your your last dance in the Port of Iron Church so to speak yep. um, had you an inkling as you were coming to the end of the season that you would be moving on or were you surprised how was the news broke to you what was the, the conversation with Ronnie 
I mean, I, it wasn't a big surprise to me. We'd spoke to me, me and Ronnie spoke earlier in the year about, I think back February time or something about next year and stuff like that. And Ronnie kind of gave me this, the, the crack, his, whether it's true, I don't know, he kind of said to me about budget cuts and he would need to plan wisely about his budget. And I, I, he did, I was one of the, probably the most well-paid players there, no, no doubt about it, there's no point in saying otherwise. So he kind of intimated to me that budget wasn't he got to be as big, he, he, he was maybe needing to kind of stretch it, but he wasn't saying he was letting me go or that, but you just, do you know what I mean, I just kind of got the inkling thing that, right, is he, is he kind of telling me here backwardly, like, it's, it's going to be a struggle to keep me here, so so at that point it was kind of left, and I, I suppose when you come to near the end of the season, maybe they come, the contract's no there for you to sign, you, as a player you know, you know your time's up, you know, it's just a feeling you get, do you know what I mean, and I, I, I knew getting into the kind of cup final that Although I was there watching with the boys and and there with all the build up, and I knew that uh, my time was up. And obviously, I spoke to say Ronnie says to me after the game and the cup final, I'll speak to you next week. And he, we phoned and we had a crack, and he explained the the budget cuts and blah blah, blah and how it, was, it just wasn't feasible for for him to keep me on, and that was fine. And we part we parted the way we always did amicably. We had well words throughout the years, but. Uh, we parted in good terms and wished him well and he's the same and we move on and that's that's just part of the game unfortunately. Um, just looking back on, you, on your whole career then at Portadown, who is the best player that, that you played with during your time here at Portadown? Definitely, definitely Kevin, definitely Kevin. Uh, played with some some other good players, well, you know, I mean, I didn't play the best years with Mick, Mickey Collins, obviously he had a great reputation when I came but Mickey was didn't he get? I didn't see the best. Mickey could see a lot of good stuff, but no, the best. Wesley Boyle was a really talented player. Uh, Richie Clark, as I say, special mention to him. I love playing with him. What for? He's really gifted player. Kiefer Hara, John Convery, they boys that were I suppose there with me the whole time. Do you know what I mean? So, but Kevin, Kevin, Kevin was a special. I felt Kevin was on the same kind of wavelength as myself. I think we just worked well together, and as I say, that trust we kind of we, we built up was. Was as good as anybody I've played with, I must admit. Um, it would be remiss of me, I had asked our, our club media officer, historian, just to give me a breakdown of, of your appearances to goals. So he has sat me mm-hmm. through there. So obviously your first loan spell, you had 28 appearances and 16 goals. 2006-07, which was in your, your first season back at the club as a permanent signing, you had um, 47 appearances with 24 goals, then um, 30 appearances and 20 goals, 39 appearances and 27 goals. And then thirty-seven appearances again and sixteen goals. So, it was, you know, it was not a, not a bad spell at all, Gary. Not bad, not bad. As I said, it's I would never class myself as just just a goal scorer. I think anybody that's watched me or anybody's played me will tell you that I'm, I was more of that. I, I sometimes wish I was. I, Ronnie certainly sometimes wished I was more in the box to to tap things home. But I was. I like to drop and, and link and uh, probably that. People wonder how me and Kevin worked because he was similar type of player, do you know what I mean? But we we managed to work it between ourselves. And as I said, no, it's not a bad return. It's, it's certainly nice, nice figures to hear. So it's what would you class in as your best moment in the board down shirt, Gary? Uh, best moment probably has to be winning the cup final, scoring the winning goal in any cup final. Uh, and I'm I still I still keep my eye on the Irish league as, as much as I can, and I'm. I, you maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think Portadown's won a senior trophy since then. Would that be right? No, that was the, the last senior trophy, yeah. 
Yep. So I mean, that's obviously quite special to me that that I managed to score, and given the circumstances and where we were that season, I think it was a, it was a special moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other um, standout moments of your time at the club? Standout moments. Well, with some great trips away, so we did in the Satanta Cup and away to Cowdenbeath and stuff like that in the league uh, in the in Europe. So we did now, but. Standout moments, as I said, standout moments for me is just how well I was treated by the club when I was there. Do you know what I mean? I think, see, when people ask me, Johnny, about Irish League and how it was, blah, blah, the first thing I always say to them is, I played in Scotland, I even played a wee bit in England for a brief time. I've never been treated as good as, as I was when I was in, in, in the Irish League. And that's every club, whether it be Portadown or, or any of the others that I was at. The, the way that you, you look after the players and the way you're treated by fans and opposing fans who give you dogs abuse during the game, but once you meet them in the street after it and blah, blah, it, you know what I mean? They're really down to earth, good people. So that's, for me, the standout moment is just how how well I was treated for the, the 10 years that I played over there and how welcome I am whenever I uh, go back over, do you know what I mean? That, that to me, is, is, is the best thing about it, do you know what I mean? I was... But the club had their end of season dinner there um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, Vinny Arkinson was one of the players that was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and, and Mark McCann had had come up, and he was he was saying about um, I think you were drafted in at the last minute, you bit of a transfer from Lyon to, to the Port of Dungeons <laughs> team for the the, the, the yeah. competition up at up at um, Lyon, was it at Lyon or Clintonville there a couple of weekends ago? It was at Lyon a couple of weekends ago. It was a brilliant day. I mean, I was a bit disappointed I never got the call for. You. Ported down to get in their team, but yeah, never. I, I ended up agreeing to go with the Lawn Boys, but I turned up in the morning and, and uh, I arrived there. And Kieran Connor, who was uh, kind of organising it, says to me, Cutchy, you're a, you've been transferred this morning to Ported Down. And he says to me, you're more, you're more a legend there than you are anywhere else anyway. So I says, No, I'm, I'm happy enough with that. But then when I went to the team, I didn't really, I, I seen Marco and Richie. Part McGivin and stuff, but we only had like seven players, so it was a, it was a tough one. I think, I think Mr. Braniff and I think Andy Hunter, there's a couple then had had um had cried off. I think that that morning, funny enough, we had put a thing on our, our social media there in the run up to, to the night's interview. And uh, Andy Hunter had asked, Do you still like a wee moan at the referees? <laughs> well, always, I mean, that's, a, and that, that's the one thing anybody that plays with me will tell you. I, I was a right winger on the pitch, so I was. Which I would like to think I'm a really decent person off the pitch, as anybody will tell you when you when say boo to anybody, do you know what I mean? But on the pitch, I was, whether it be referees or my, 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 my fellow players, I was, I was a moan. But that. that, that I think it was a moan because Johnny, I was I liked high standards. I, I wanted to win. I was a winner. I wanted to, to do as well as we could and didn't accept when stuff wasn't going right. Do you know what I mean? But quickly forget about it and move on. But I, I have a few laughs when I meet somebody like a, that Legends thing two weeks ago. I met Adrian McCourt was there, the, the referee for a few years back, and he was saying to me, "You got to moan at me the day and stuff like that." And I was like, "No, no, I'm, I'm chilled it now. I'm <laughs> over forty now. I'm chilled it. I promise you. Well, no promises. I said." Listen, guy. Thank you very much. We're we're gonna conclude the interview there. Thank you very yes. much um, for for taking the same time this evening um, to chat with us to go down a bit of a, a memory lane. As I say, mm-hmm. we've sort of been doing these over the last year or two, and you're always the first name on on anybody's lips whenever we're talking about who would like like to speak to. Um, mm-hmm. So you're well thought of. You're a real fan favorite at the club, and, and hopefully you're not be a stranger. We'll maybe see you 
at a game game over the next season or two, you're always welcome here at Shalmark Park. Yes. Yeah. So listen, thank you very much for taking the time and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Johnny. Appreciate it. Please.